Dean Vaughn Music Podcast Show here in Las Vegas, Nevada. How is it going? We have a special guest out of Spokane, Washington tonight, and they are a heavy metal sensation. And welcome to Season 3, Heavy Metal Madness, on the Dean Vaughn Music Podcast Show. So I am going to bring in Fate Defined, all the way from Spokane, Washington. These guys are brand new on the circuit, and they have a brand new album coming out. And I think you're going to love these guys. I just I just met them on the uh, pre-podcast show, and they're a great bunch of guys. And I got, uh, they're all here right now, so I'm going to bring them all in. Give me one second. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. Excellent. Awesome, good, awesome. We got, awesome. So I was talking to your record company, Curtain Call Records, and they were telling me about your brand new album coming out. And it's going to be coming out very soon. And I heard you guys have a gig coming up. The same day this podcast show gets released on February 17th. And I just found out from Kyle, the lead singer, that that is going to be a concert uh, for, for the, the new album release that will be coming out. And Kyle, I'm going to have you kind of explain, you know, what that's going to be all about. Uh, that concert, I'm going to, you're going to go full screen right now and talk a little bit about what that concert is going to be all about and for the new album. Yes, sir. We, uh, we are uh, we're playing with some uh, local talent, uh, some friends of ours in White Trash, Romeo, uh, in Day Shadow, and Sick April. Um, but uh, it's the first show of 2024, and okay. uh, we uh, we got an opportunity to uh, to debut our music um, before you know before we actually uh, let it out. So awesome. kind of a little party for us, party for our friends, and <clears throat> it turns out that. Uh, uh, the lead singer of Day Shadow, which is also on the bill, uh, is going to be the guy in uh, running the studio for us. He owns his own studio, so we're going to be recording with him. Are you guys going to be recording live that night? Uh, not, not that night. No, we're gonna we're gonna record uh, shortly after. Gotcha. And how long have you been with the band now? Uh, the band's been together for three years. Have you were you the original member of Fate? Yeah. Define? So um, myself. Uh, Cade here and Darren are the original founding members of the band. Okay. Yep. And then uh, Dylan and Sam have been with us for just over a year now, and uh, we are we are in full stride right now. That's awesome. And uh, we were talking about Cade, right? Where's Cade? Yes, at? sir. There he is. Cade, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you full screen and tell us a little bit more about what your part in the band is. And I'm gonna go ahead and pin you over here. Go ahead. Well, I just I play that four-string uh, magnet thing. Uh, the big bass guitar is what <laughs> right? I do, right, <laughs> my friend? Yes, yes. What kind of bass? Uh, do you, what kind of bass do you have? I have uh, many. <laughs> What's I'm, your favorite? Uh, I like to play bass. Um, I really like my Fender Jaguar bass that I play in the band quite a lot. Yeah, I, I built that one out of parts, so wow. I had a I had a lot of control over how that thing felt. It's important. For sure. Is that a fretted bass or a fretless bass? Uh fretted bass. Yeah. You ever played you ever play a fretless bass? Uh I used to play the upright bass in orchestra. Um yeah. okay. I couldn't couldn't really figure it out. That that's a hard thing for me. I, I don't have the pitch uh for that or the You know, I, I played pitch. with a guy who played a fret uh fender P bass. It was uh -huh. a fretless fretless fender, man. It was awesome. That's so cool. It, it's cool to see dudes do that stuff because it requires a lot of control. I don't have that control. I, I like to bounce around the stage and I'm really not thinking <laughs> about it too much. I have to rely on that on that memory of where I'm at. So well, that's that's so yeah. pretty cool. So uh, have totally. you always been into heavy metal? Uh I'm I'm the stereotypical dude that says he likes everything, but but yeah, metal's a pretty big part of my life. Um a lot of stuff like Metallica, you know, which is kind of like the biggest influence in this band, I feel like, is where we kind of started with that sound. You know, Metallica is big for all of us. Um, but, you know, um, a lot of that 80s metal like Anthrax and Megadeth yeah. and the band Death, you know, the you know, great bands like that influence our music and it influences all of us. That's not a bad way. influence to have Metallica, you know, and they're a little bit older than no, no, yeah. you know, those guys. No, of course. <laughs> Yeah, they started the whole deal, you know, and they're me mega influential, of course, in the metal industry. But um, they're, you know, that's what we that's what we all kind of grew up listening to in one way or the other. So it influences us pretty closely. I feel like absolutely. 
Now, um, over to, I think it's Darren. You're the drummer. Yep. And that's the first yeah. thing that kind of caught my eye was the drums. Just, 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 you know, I'm a drummer and man, you kicked the shit out of that. Those drums. I was listening to, uh, your new song. Uh, was it Oh Hell? What the hell was the name of that? Your Own, your own. Yeah. Your own Hell. Your Own Hell. And the, the guy's chained up. He's chained up, and you guys catch him on fire. I'm like, holy shit, man. Is that a friend of yours that was all chained up? I mean, who is that guy? Yeah, that's my buddy Cameron. Your buddy Cameron. So back back to Darren. So so how long have you been playing? Are you the original member of the band? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dave and Kyle and I. Yeah, we're the we're the original members. Okay. Still standing. <laughs> Very cool. So how long have you been playing drums? Uh, I started, I got my, my first kit uh for Christmas when I was like four or five years old. And so been playing kind of ever since then. And uh, you know, took breaks here and there throughout school and everything, but definitely picked it heavy back up uh when I was about fifteen. Have you always been into heavy metal? Oh, yeah. Yep. I grew up, uh, you know, with my dad, uh, always listening to Slipknot and Metallica and Godsmack and all that stuff. So definitely uh, was kind of ingrained uh, into my mind at an early age. But yeah, it's definitely always been kind of a part of my life for sure. And I love Godsmack. I saw them with Motley Crue. And oh, they, that, they, well, those guys are badass, man. And I became a big fan of Godsmack. I went and downloaded like every one of their songs. But, can't uh, go wrong. With can't go, go. Can't go wrong with those guys. But uh, what kind of kit do you play? I, I have a very musical audience, so that's why I will ask you what you guys play because I've got a lot of musicians that watch my show. Uh, what kind of kit right. do you play? Uh, so I play a Twisted Ivory. Uh, it's a PDP. Um, okay. So. Yep, I usually stay in the PDP or DW uh, realm. That's kind of my niche. So I love that DW. So, yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're amazing. The sound is awesome. So especially for heavy metal, I just love the love the sound. So now during your video, I kept stopping it and I kept trying to look at your bass drum, and it was Ravel or something like that. There was a name on your bass drum, and I, I'm trying to remember what it was. Ravel or something. Or? It was a name. I thought it was the name of the kit. Was that maybe the name of the drum head? <laughs> it it might have been. Yeah. I was I'm trying to figure sure. out what kit you were playing. I was that a DW? What is that? Is that a pearl? <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I think that. Uh. Yeah. That was definitely that uh, PDP kit in that. PDP. In the. Okay. Yeah. So might have been our logo with a fate defined on there or something. It sounded uh, great. Yeah. Drum sound so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the drum. The drums sound awesome. You got a really, really good sound coming out of those drums. Um, yeah, love it. And uh, on to uh, where, who am I looking at here? Dylan, you're so quiet over there. How's it going? Dylan, good, Dylan. So let me remove the pin over there on on Darren. Okay, Dylan, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you full screen right now so you can you can have the entire audience spotlight. You get the spotlight. So tell me a little bit more about yourself and. Uh, How'd you, how'd you find out about the band? Are you the, one of the original members? I am not. So yeah, Cade, Kyle, and Darren were the original members along okay. with one other guitarist. Um, and I've been playing guitar myself as of now for almost 11 years. Um, I think wow. September, September will be my 11 year mark. Did you start when you were like five or? <laughs> uh, 12 actually. <laughs> 12? So, <laughs> you, look, you look so young. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was. It actually started from a middle school uh, guitar class on classical nylon guitars. Oh and, my gosh! Uh, yeah. Started yeah, on the old classical. <laughs> That's what I started on, of course. And then it and then it turned into fast thrashing metal. So. <laughs> okay, so tell me about that transition from nylon classical guitar to thrashing metal on a. On a... Well, yeah. Every, I mean... Everyone wants to hear that story. <laughs> So growing up before I uh, was in that class, I always wanted to be a drummer. Um, I was always air drumming to every song okay. that, that I, you know, my stepdad would put on. And, right. Um, that was the beginning of my influence, actually, is from my stepdad listening to Aerosmith and Metallica. Your dad was like a guy like me listening to classic rock. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and then, yeah, those 
middle school guitar classes came up and we were choosing our electives and I'm like, you know what, guitar, sure, I'll try it out. And, um, you know, I tried it out and I instantly got hooked on it, you know. Um, well, so from the transition to this acoustic nylon guitar, one day you picked up an electric guitar. Yes. And did you immediately start shredding? I mean, what was that transformation? <laughs> Just curious. Well, it, yeah, it went from, uh, you know, like nursery rhymes, you know, like Mary had a little <laughs> lamb. And then nursery once, rhymes. Yeah. Once I initially was able to play bigger and better stuff, um, you know, of course, Metallica is another, you'll hear it a lot, Metallica. Um, oh, yeah. They have a lot of they, that influence in there. They, uh, yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of music where you can start out with one of their songs and then 15 years down the line, you can still be learning some of their songs that are still challenging for you. So they have a huge, huge, uh, just variety of difficulty. So true. I've been listening to a lot of Metallica. I don't know if it's just me, but are they playing a lot of Metallica lately? Like I'm just seeing Metallica all over the place. They're as big as they've ever been right now. And you know, do you, you remember when, when the, remember when Napster and all that shit happened? People were kind of stealing each other's music. Do you remember that? Or am I, am I dating myself? So there was Napster, right? And, and I was there. Metallica was Metallica was the first one to come out and bitch about it. They go, you guys are taking album sales from us. You know, and they, they really put up a bitch about it. Metallica was kind of like the, the front runner, you know, to, to get the money back in the musicians' hands selling albums. And I don't know if you Lars, remember, remember Lars that? was Lars was right. Hundred <laughs> percent. He was absolutely right. Right. Hold on, let me, let me unpin. Sorry, guys. If I don't unpin you, then you steal the whole show, Dylan. I'm gonna have to watch you all night. <laughs> Samuel, what are you doing over there? I see you kind of hiding out. <laughs> are you on your phone? Are you using your phone tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Can you turn it sideways for me, just real quick? Yeah. Turn, it, turn it landscape. There you go. Oh my God! You I, just I gotta I gotta get something to set it up though. Hold on. I'll just have your girlfriend do it. Hold it. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, okay, now now aim it up a little bit so I can see your face. Yeah. See, oh, you're wow. a good you're a good looking man. What the hell, man? Let's see. I, I try to be. I mean, not uh, you know. Uh, I can't really control it. But. I think the chicks are gonna love you, man. Look at that fucking hair. God damn. That's that's my main thing. Okay, so how long? Okay, you are now full screen, so you are taking over the yeah, entire yeah. screen. I think I'm in the corner somewhere. Um, tell us, tell the audience, you know, how you got in this band? How'd you meet these guys? Are you one of the original people in the band? I am not. No. Uh, so I joined around the same time as Dylan. I think he joined maybe like two months before I did or something. Okay. Uh, but I originally met Dylan through uh our local music shop just like this tiny little store um off like the corner of the you know the road that well i don't know I, did you both work it, at the same music store no no we we didn't work there uh so basically it, it was uh we were both regulars there oh gotcha, and, uh, gotcha. the gotcha. dude who runs the store his name's terry and uh i was talking to him one of the days uh, I was like, hey, man, I'm looking to be in a band or I'd like to be in a band or we were just talking about it, you know, and uh, he, he mentioned to me that he knew uh, this one dude, Dylan, and um, he gave me his phone number and I ended up calling him one night. And uh, yeah, my first impression I had, uh, they thought it was some like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I see they him thought, over there cracking up. He's over there cracking up. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, they thought it was some sort of like uh, <laughs> uh, solicit solicitation call or something like that. <laughs> right. So as soon as I, uh, as soon as they picked up the phone, all right. I hear is Cade in the background going like "hello" or something <laughs> like that. And uh, so you know, that's the first thing I heard. I'm like, uh, "Hey, my name's Sam. I'm here to <laughs> talk to Dylan or whatever." And that uh, was yeah, kind of so good to be young again. You know? All the oh, pranks yeah. and shit, you know? Right. I used to be, yeah. a, I used to be a big prankster, I'll tell you. I kind of grew out of it. Not that I grew out of it, but I'm still a prankster. I'm just an old, I'm just an old prankster. <laughs> but you guys, I'll bet you guys have a lot of fun together. I got oh, yeah. you all, I got you all on the same screen now. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you guys have a lot of fun together, though. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Al, what do you think of these? What do you think of these guys? Oh, they're amazing. Um, kind of the the whole push for us as a band is to have like a brotherhood, and uh, and we're all really tight. So yeah, ripping on each other and just having fun <laughs> is what we're all about. You know, if you don't have fun, then then just don't bother. Yeah. I mean, if you're not having fun, you know, music has to be fun. Uh, this isn't a job, uh, you know, even though, you know, I, I, I did it for many, many years. I was in the music business for 45 years. I've been in three major rock bands. I was in Danger. I was the lead singer for Danger. I was in Aftershock. And each one of those bands was about 15 years. So I, I didn't jump around a whole lot. And one of my good friends in high school was Tommy Lee. And me and Tom were just jumping. He, Tom was in like 10 bands. He was with US 101. Greg Leon Invasion, he was with fucking, like, and I, he lived right across the street from the high school, so I used to go over there and, and watch him play his drums all fucking day long. But Tommy was like a, a, a band slut, you know, he would go and, <laughs> he would go and join a band and then fuck the guitar player's girlfriend and then get another band. And he just kept getting thrown out of all these bands. I go, that, that fucker's gonna make it one day. <laughs> Rockstar. He's got that. He's got what it takes. <laughs> so me and Tom Bass were really good friends in high school, which, you know, and Vince came, and that's how Tom met Vince, because Vince came to our school for like six months. Vince was kind of a, a dweeb. Nobody really liked him. Nobody liked Vince. He was an asshole. <laughs> like a wannabe. You know, like a fuck. He's like a fucking wannabe. You know, wannabe. Yeah. Long brown hair, bandana. Rode a skateboard in the class. And I went, what the fuck is this guy? So we all went to Royal Oak High School together and all graduated in 1981 or whatever. Or we just left school at 81. <laughs> so I'm, I'm telling you this story because it's kind of telling you where I was in the music business at that time. And then Poison opened up for me. So that's how old I am. They came out oh, here and yeah. opened up for me. So I've done a lot in music. I got into podcast show because I like talking to musicians for one. And for two, I like helping I like helping out. I like helping getting your name out there, especially you guys. You guys are exactly why I got in the, in the music, in the podcast business is because uh, and I was talking to Brian about that. I said, I can, I can get you out there. I can get your name out there. I'm in 105 countries, guys. Jesus. So you guys are going to be seen all over the world, even if it's by, you know, a group of teenage women. You're still going to be seen. So back to you real quick, Darren. Can you do me a favor, Darren, just for kicks? Can you turn your phones? Are you on your phone? Can you turn yeah. this on? Uh, there you go. You, you guys have it, it looks so good on this side, really. And I got you. You are completely full screen right now, Darren. So, you know, all the chicks are going to be checking you out right now. Are you, are you married, girlfriend, anything like that? Uh, girlfriend. You don't have to yeah. say. You don't have to say. Because <laughs> you know when you're a rock rock and roll guy, a rock star, we, sometimes we don't want to talk about. Hey man, I got, got a girlfriend. <laughs> Just fucks everything up. But anyway, you know, I know what it's like. So tell me a little bit more. Which one of these guys? Which one of these guys did you meet first when you got into the band? Uh, Kyle. Uh, um. So yeah, I was I was actually in a. No, well, quote unquote band. Uh, it was me and another uh, friend of mine, uh, Darren was actually his name as well. So, that, uh, <laughs> okay. that, uh, so we we found Kyle uh, online. He had moved back um, from the East Coast, um, so found his profile online. And my buddy, uh, he hit me up. He's like, "Hey, man, I think I might have found us a singer online." Like, showed me his profile, and I was like this fucking guy no like that's fake like he's <laughs> that's bullshit he was so, that good he was that good he, yeah <laughs> you thought he was fake he, he's very good at yeah explaining <laughs> what he has done and what do you think of that kyle that you were so fucking good he thought you were fake oh no no, no. just <laughs> bullshit this guy is not talented and there's like no fucking, fucking ai way. shit there's some ai <laughs> shit going on who is this robot <laughs> Yeah, I was like, one, I can't have a redhead in my band. <laughs> well, you have to have a redhead. In it's the all-American way. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so found uh, found him, and then we brought him over, and we kind of just, you know, chatted a couple, what, like two or three practices. And then uh, Darren ended up uh, parting ways and kind of just, yeah, he uh, left. And so Kyle and I were like, oh, 
shit, you know, I guess it's uh, kind of just up to us. And, you know, went and then found Kate in the uh, music corner at the pawn shop. Uh, we were checking oh, you, out. You, you, you ran into Kate? You, did you find him? Yeah. Yeah, we we were, uh, uh, Kyle and I and our other guitarist, um, we were in the pawn shop kind of just checking out all the music equipment and right. walked up and we were like, hey, you know, we're looking for a bassist. Uh, do you know, you know, where do we look? Do you know anybody? And he kind of goes, well, I'm a bassist. And so <laughs> that, that's found Cade and had him come over. And yeah, it worked out great. Yeah. Is Cade the craziest guy in the band? Is he the <laughs> I just, am yeah. I am I am I psychic? Yeah, no. It's Is he the craziest fun. guy in the band? Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Schizophrenia will do that. <laughs> Get you guys all on your toes. It's always yeah. the bass player. There's always one in the bunch. Yeah. Some usually it's the singer, but no. You know what I found is drummers, bass players, and it's funny because tell me if I'm wrong. But singers usually have wives and girlfriends. Drummers are usually sluts. They usually got, which I'm surprised. I'm surprised you got a girlfriend at home. And bass players are kind of like that too. You know, they got a couple chicks on the line. My bass player, he had so many women. He got well. He was married when I started, but then he was divorced when he was finished because uh, you know he had two chicks on his knee, and, and his wife came back in the dressing room at the Roxy and says, "I want a fucking divorce." He says, "Fuck you! Get out of here!" So she left, and and she worked for Stevie Nicks, a Fleetwood oh, Mac. No. She was his, she was Stevie Nicks' attorney. She took him to the cleaners. He lost his house. <laughs> and I, I, laugh. I, I, I hate to laugh about it, but he was having so much fucking fun he didn't care. Because we were packing out Hollywood and we were having a lot of fun, and he chose that life. And and you know he was he met me. I ruined his life. <laughs> I take all the blame. I was the lead singer. But it's funny because, you know, I look back and I was the guy who always had a chick. And I don't you know, and, and you know, the roadies were getting laid. The drummer was getting laid. I see all these chicks backstage. I'm like, how was the only guy not getting laid? Well, I did, but it was one girl. Anyway, that's how my life went in the rock and roll business. So you got your sluts and you got your you you got your straight straight and narrow. You know you got your wife at home. <laughs> how about you? Am I right, Kyle? Uh, I mean, lead, lead singers were like dedicated. We got we got women at home, or is it yeah, I'm the I'm the married one of the group. So yeah, nailed see, it. See You're kind of psychic, man. I'm telling you, I picked the fire. I picked the fire on your album. And I didn't know you guys had that gig going on. And I'm going to ask you more about that. February 17th. And you have a new record coming out. Now, it says EP. Yeah. I know what an EP is. Um, how many songs are going to be on that EP? The the aim is three. Uh, there's a potential it might be four, but three is the, is the aim for now. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to have three songs on there. And then, of course, we, you know, uh, in this day and age, people, you know, download the crap out of one song and they might download the whole EP. Are you eventually going to add those three and then do a full album? That's the plan. So uh, what we're trying to do now is just build a discography, right? We, we're still new. Uh, we only have three songs out at the moment. Um, we've been playing a few other originals live, but it's been the three that are out. So we want to put out an EP, all new tracks, show people what we're doing, use that as a you know, I guess like uh, uh, our selling point or whatever, here's our music, and then eventually put everything together in an album. Um, that's kind of what we're aiming for at this point. And are, are you already working on songs? For oh, yeah. Album? yeah. 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 And uh, I, I know how it goes because I'm a songwriter myself. Now, who? That brings me to question number two. Who is the songwriter or who is the most? I mean, I, I know you're all in the band, but who's the one that comes up with the ideas? It's kind of uh, an interesting thing here. Um, we really push ourselves to be collective. Everything is composed by everybody. Nobody cool. just, nobody rides along. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone, like even, you know, with two guitarists, it's, uh, hey, I got this riff. And then the other one goes, oh, shit, I could do this off that. And then everybody's mm -hmm. involved. Um, you know, Cade's a kind of bass player that doesn't just play root notes uh darren has to figure out puzzles on the on the kit all the time <laughs> so everybody writes there is no excuses about that 
it's, it's you know, in that, in that I was, I'm glad you said that because, uh, Oh, you know, I'm a songwriter and I played in many bands and my name has always been on, on the record as the songwriter. And uh, way, way back when I, I always said, Hey guys, bring me a song, bring me a, you know, bring me a song. And when you have a band that's been together for a while and you start jamming together, bass player comes up with a riff, guitar player comes in with a riff, singer goes, I dig that. He comes up with a, a line. It's a, it's a, it's a whole band project. And so the collaboration is all of you guys, and you're all part of the. You're like a, a partnership, like in a company. You're all Absolutely. you're all partners in the company, and uh, as you as you go on to with your success, you're all going to be you all benefit, and you're going to be a lot happier, and then nobody's going to be left out. You hear what's going on with Mick Mars and Motley Crue right now? Oh yeah, that is yeah. fucked up bullshit right there, man. I'll yeah. tell you. And I I like Mick Mars. I, I did like too. Him. Yeah. He's a great guy. I met him a few times. He's just a nice guy. And he's a great guitar player. And he's sure. and he, and he, he kind of really got fucked by those guys. Yeah. <clears throat> but did you have you heard his new album out? Did you hear? I have not actually. I saw it was coming out, but I haven't I haven't actually listened. It's actually pretty good. I don't oh, know yeah. who's I don't know who's singing on it. Like I don't see anyone singing. It's all Mick. Yeah, but uh, if you get a chance, check it out. He he's just he's just an awesome guitar player. I see Cade Brown over there just kind of kicking back, I don't know, smoking a dube or something. Right? <laughs> no, and you really like live TV. Huh? <laughs> What'd you say to me, <laughs> Cade? You got the floor. You got full screen right now. So tell all the women that you're single or you're are you married? Got a girlfriend? No, I I got a girlfriend. I I live with her and she's right upstairs. <laughs> she's watching the show right now she's fucking got her ear on the floor man like what the fuck is he <laughs> you know it's funny because back in the day we didn't want to say we had a girlfriend it's like no man i'm single i'm available <laughs> hear that not 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 for me man not anymore yeah. at least <laughs> she's great she comes so, all the shows she helps out that's what and she you know, makes it, our you know, does art for us, so that's pretty sweet. Oh, it's a little a partnership. Very talented artist. So she yeah. doing your gra- you do your graphic arts. She does some of your graphics. She she's done a couple things for us. She did a flyer for one of our shows that we played on December first over at Stateline Idaho. She drew the whole thing and whole design. Gave her full creative reign. It looked great. Very festive and creepy at the same time. <laughs> badass. Uh, but well, she, she also when... did our uh, she did our single artwork for Your Own Hell as well. Very nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. When you met her, was she doing that? Or did she start doing that after you met her? She's been doing that ever since I've met her. Yeah. Is she also, uh, well, how, how did you meet her? I'm just curious. Um, I, I'm a band slut, <laughs> just like Tommy Lee. I you play a lot kind of look bands. like one. You do look like yeah. one. Yeah. I'm the bass queen, baby. No, <laughs> I, uh, I bass play players. in a few other bands here in, in, uh, in Spokane. And uh, one of the bands, um, we were playing a show at the Knitting Factory. It's a, it's one of our bigger uh, local venues here. And I read that we article. Were, yeah, the Knitting Factory. Yeah, we um, the band I was playing with at the time uh, was opening for a Nirvana tribute band, which is a whole other funny thing. But uh, my friends with her uh, came along to the show. I got to meet her there, made her acquaintance, and apparently she freaked out and immediately fell in love with me and stalked me for two months doing god well she was just doing really nice things because i lived with my friend at the time she would clean my paraphernalia or do all sorts of really other nice shit change your um, water, so, change, change your yeah water. exactly exactly yeah. like what the fuck is going on here like your crack um, pipe but uh she eventually did something pretty crazy she pulled a john cusack move and came to my work uh late at night it was snowing in november oh, and she no. showed up and uh was like hey man I think you're super cool and I totally want to go out with you. And at the time uh, I was uh, seeing another chick and um, (laughs) kind of just like turned around in the parking lot, looked up in the air and screamed fuck super loud into the air. Cause I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I I chose her. She's, she's too cool, man. She's too cool. That is fucking cool. Yeah. And was it, that's it. That was fate. 
That's it, man. That's fate, dude. I've been with her ever since then. It's been a couple years, and, you know, we both live in a place together, and she supports what I do, and I support what she does. We're both very creative people, and uh, she's she's great, man. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome and how lady. long have you been together now? A couple years. A couple yeah. years. And she comes to all your mm-hmm. gigs? Come to all your rehearsals? She comes to as many as she can, you know. You can only hear the same set list so many times. Right, I can't right. blame her, <laughs> but uh, she's super supportive, man. Like I said, she... Does, she did the artwork for a couple things for us in the band and she's been to shows and helped us sell merch and and yeah she's she she's a big supporter of our music all of our girlfriends and wives are in this band man and, and that's crucial for us because we have people behind us you know Absolutely. motivating us to keep uh chasing our dream man which is just to play hey, music when, so. when you have a, when you have a partner and she supports you that is very very cool very cool. Oh, dude, I, I think yeah. we've all hit the jackpot. In terms of that. <laughs> and you're also young. So when I was young, that wasn't the case all the time. So that's why I'm really surprised you guys have some successful relationships that actually support your career. That's pretty cool. That's Dylan, cool. before you disappear on me again, <laughs> your Internet's kind of blowing out over there, man. Am I? So I got you. I got your full screen right now. Tell tell the world, okay. I, did you tell us when you started playing and all that stuff? And and in and, the band, yeah. Did you, did you tell me that already? Uh, so not in the band. So it was, uh, it was November of 2022, and or maybe no, it was October 2022, and uh, I was actually reached out to by Kyle. And I remember asking him, like, how did you find me? And he said, like, some some <laughs> weird band app, like band mobile app. And I was like, I don't ever remember uh, downloading anything like that. And he was like, well, I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you must have been on, like, Bands in Town or one of those. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kyle, I was, I'm not I was, sure which one it is. But... I was, it was very band mix, with... I think. Band mix, okay. Okay, yeah, I, I was, yeah, and I don't ever remember signing up for it, but I was very familiar with the local scene as a whole and, you know, just jamming out with anyone, everyone who I could even get remotely in close touch with. Um, and yeah, it was just on a whim, I just received this one text from this guy and he was like, hey, come audition for my band. I did, and it seems to be just a perfect fucking fit. Okay, now you are, you, you have two guitar players. Yes. Samuel? Your guitar, yep. right? Okay. Yeah. Do both of you play rhythm and lead together equally? There's not like a lead guitar player and rhythm guitar player? Yeah. yeah. Are you guys into like the Scorpions or like ACDC, some of these bands that... Who am I thinking of, Kyle? It's it, both Iron Scorpions Maiden. or Iron Maiden? Where Iron both Maiden. guitars kind of go back yeah. and forth? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Scorpions is... Totally are you guys kind of like that where you both are like a team you kind of write you write one part he writes another and you mesh them together trying to be i mean we don't necessarily have anything out right now that really uh amplifies that but our, our work that we're doing now is going to be a lot closer to that range samuel how long have you been playing the guitar uh about like three or four years i think that's it huh and you, and you shred like you do getting closer to four i think now i uh, started in like very very late 2019 i think like the, uh, I, the oldest video i can find of me with a guitar is like december 2019 something like that would you but, say uh, four years is that all the only time you played guitar or were you playing yeah guitar? yeah uh no i haven't i haven't played any instruments beforehand or anything that's incredible because you've come a long way in four years Oh, thank you. Uh, most of most of us were playing since we were four and five years and ten. Years. I was playing drums at five, and then you know I was a piano player and I was a guitar player. But most people uh, are born into music, and you're right. saying you've been playing for four years. 2019, you said. Yep. That's amazing. That's amazing. And uh, you you just have an extreme talent. You're like genius level. You know to pick it up in four years. That that nobody does that. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I wouldn't say that, but. <laughs> well, not too many people do that. Uh, yeah. Not not in four years, and then look at the band you're playing with. You know, you got right. Kyle. Yeah, that's my first band too. I, I definitely <laughs> consider myself pretty, pretty damn lucky. Kyle, what do you think? What do you, Kyle? What do you think of Samuel? You think he's a great guitar player? Absolutely. Yeah, we are. Uh, I mean, I don't really throw the word blessed around too often, but we are definitely blessed to uh, to have both of these guys. I mean, honestly, um, both dudes are talented, and they 
not to kiss their asses, but they feed <laughs> off each other really well. And that's, it's paramount to our success. Well, you're very fortunate to have these guys with you. And, you know, record companies, I'm not sure about curtain call records, love. Remember Def, you guys Def Leppard fan at all? I mean, I'm going back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the youngest. I grew up listening to Def Leppard, man. You did? Was that Kyle? Who said that? That's no, Kate. that was, no, yeah. that's me. I, I grew up listening to Def Leppard, man. My mom had all the CDs and we'd be jamming that stuff in the car at home. Well, you must have been like five years old or something. Yeah, some, yeah, something like five to eight, you know, getting into middle school, you know. I'm not going to so, ask you your ages, but I got to tell you, you look like a very young band. Yeah, you and, and when I say bands like ACDC and Def Leppard, Leppard, I'm going back. A, I'm going back a few years. That's the, and they that's were the, the cool youngest, youngest hard rock band I think ever to get signed. One of the youngest, right in the '80s. Kyle, am I right? Sound, that sounds right. They were uh, they were definitely very young. Um, fifteen. They were fifteen years old. Fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, right around. Um, there might have even been guy fourteen. I'm not sure, but they were one of the youngest. Yeah. Um, and and to be as successful as they were so fast, you guys are so young, and that's why I talked about Def Leppard because uh, you're very reminiscent of. I don't know how old you are. I don't know if you want to mention your age, but you look very young, Kyle. Have you been in the? How long have you been in this business? Uh, I've been, uh, I guess, playing shows since 2018. So not okay. that long. Uh, admittedly, I was uh, more of a karaoke singer. Going to bars, <laughs> singing okay. karaoke songs. See, that's what it was. <laughs> I got, I got, I okay. I gotta ask, what, yeah. what the fuck were you singing karaoke? Uh, like, what songs would you be singing? I know we're gonna like keep twisting this metallica wheel but i was the resident metallica guy at a few okay, bars okay. you know and they're uh, like kyle go kyle go kyle uh, something like that yeah you know. yeah yeah because yeah. uh, you could you're probably the only one in the room could sing <laughs> i i ran into plenty of people who, who could sing their tails off but it was always something else you know they were singing you know bon jovi or something else that was better than me and i was just being loud you know Fuck yeah, that's that's who you, that's who you are. <laughs> exactly, I'm loud. That's who you are, man. I was watching your video. I go, he's fucking loud. Yeah, he's a band. You know, I cranked it up. I cranked the shit out of your song. I'm in here, Lois. I'm driving Lois crazy. She's out there trying to watch TV. I go, shit. I gotta turn it up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I'm glad I got you guys all together. I want to talk a little bit about this gig you got coming up. Um, and I talked to Brian more a little bit about. I'm gonna I want to help promote your new album, your new EP, and uh, tell me about this gig a little more, Kyle. And and then if you guys want to chime in, you know, and, and but Kyle, tell me a little bit more about the gig, and what what you want your fans and audience to know about it. Hell yeah! So it's a it's a local gig. Um, our our friends in uh, White Trash Romeo, uh, they're the ones headlining this thing. Spokane band. They've been doing it for a while. Um, they're releasing new music and just did release music. Okay. Uh, so they, they pulled us in um, and it just it just works out that we're all kind of dropping songs at the same, same-ish time. Um, and then uh, a band, Sick April, they're out of the Tri-Cities, which is uh, about two hours south of us. And okay. then um, Day Shadow, which is uh, f- uh, friends of ours that are also a local band. Um, right. And uh, the lead singer of Day Shadow owns a studio called hammock cave studios here in town and uh that's where we're recording the the ep so um it's just like a lot of local talent and uh it's new music for for the scene and everything it's all it's all good stuff that's cool now you guys all live in the same area relatively are you all within 40 miles within 40 well that's still uh, 40 miles is a little bit of a drive are you guys all born and raised out there, or where, where are you all from? And yeah, okay, I'll start area. off with you, Kyle. Are you born? Where are you born and raised? Yeah, born and raised here in town. Okay. And how about you, Dylan? Uh, born in uh, Casper, Wyoming, middle of nowhere. <laughs> but that, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Did I, you say Casper, Wyoming? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, yeah. That's a fucking ways out there. Yeah. So how did how did when did you come out here? I'm into Spokane, Washington. 
uh, when I was about five or six, I want to say, it, uh, my parents moved us up to northern Idaho in Post okay. Falls. And then, yeah, as of just recently, a couple years, um, I met my girlfriend right now, and okay. now we're in Spokane. Okay, so you've been there since you were like five, and that's where you started playing guitar? Uh yeah, so five, I started playing at 12 in about seventh grade in middle okay. school. Okay, the nylon classical guitar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just yeah. amazing. So you went from that to shredding. That's, and how many years yeah. have you been playing guitar? Uh, about 10 years now. Okay. Uh, I think, yeah, 11 almost. Okay, so you're pretty seasoned. And uh, not like, uh, who was I talking to? Samuel, four years. So what do you think of Samuel, four years? shredding like he does i initially when i announced him like introduced him to the guys i was like dude this guy because he had been playing for two years at the time right. i'm like guys this guy is fucking incredible he's been playing for two years and i can honestly say i'm i, I was blown away you were blown and, away yeah and uh <laughs> yeah we they didn't really believe me at first but we brought him into practice and uh just auditioned him and he was he was just like me when I auditioned. He was all nervous, and his hands were shaking a million miles an hour. But he was still, he was still crushing everything he was playing. And that's a pretty big compliment. So you've been yeah. doing it eleven years. He's been doing it four years. Would you yeah. say you guys are pretty equal as far as shredding the guitar? Honestly, yes. <laughs> like there's there's certain <laughs> aspects that uh, differ from us, but I would say we're right here the dude's fucking incredible i don't mean to put you on the spot but sometimes i like you know it's, these are things you probably don't just talk about in normal everyday talk you know so it takes well, we let him know <laughs> yeah he knows you let, dude you let him know how little dude. <laughs> i bet you all the chicks love him too <laughs> you know when I, when I was young i had long hair i had long hair down to my ass you know bleach blonde haired man you know and the chicks in the 80s i don't know if you go i'm going back to 1979 when i started playing music and they still loved the long hair there was leaf garrett i don't know if you remember leaf garrett they had the you know all of the the young uh the young kids with the long hair skateboards i don't know if that's still popular or not i feel like yeah. a dinosaur sometimes kyle i feel like it's a like, dinosaur i don't know what the fuck's going on they're all going, oh my gosh, you look like James Hetfield. <laughs> oh shit. Cade, what the fuck are you doing over there? I'm I'm leaning in. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you just for a minute. I'm gonna put you full screen here for a minute. So you can talk to so you can talk to the world. Um tell me about this gig you got coming up in that screen that's behind me. You guys did like a gig. I don't know what it's from. I just grabbed it. Yeah, man, that's the Knitting Factory gig that we did okay. in August. Yeah, that was a cool show. That's a that's an annual showcase it's called Metal Mayhem. Okay, and that was the first year that uh, they put it on. was Was this year here in August, back in August of twenty twenty three? It was uh, four local bands, um, and we all got together and we did a show at the Knitting Factory. We all sold tickets. We packed the house. It was like seven hundred plus people, and it's it's about that capacity of the venue pretty much we 700 the people pretty hard that's pretty i think so right kyle it was about 700 people uh, wasn't it i i also heard uh, a couple weeks ago that it was just over 900 holy shit it's cool man it's a big venue man and, and and that's a cool show for us because it was four local bands that we all we're all friends man like we all communicate we all right. try to hand each other shows and try to play shows together and build like our specific kind of subgenre of metal in Spokane. There's other metal bands that play like more grindcore, like death metal screaming vocals and the more like chill, like ambient, cool yeah. vibe bands that are here. Well, tell me more we're about like, tell me more about, you know, places to play in Spokane. I mean, where else have you played? I don't know much about Spokane, Washington. Well the net's cool. That's our bigger venue, but okay. the Big Dipper is like our smaller venue the big dipper spokane is is our smaller venue we're all again like bands like us and those grindcore bands those cool bands Mo most music is starting to centralize there now the guy that runs it his name is ryan levy who who runs monumental shows out of out of the big dipper there okay. he uh books all sorts of bands in different genres bands out of town he tries to get bigger bands to come in and play at the dipper and it's a small venue it's a it's like maybe 150, 200 cap room. 
you know, right. so it's very intimate. Yeah. And, and I like it's those. a, it's a family kind of like a, you know, like a family kind of thing where we all are there and we're all like really into it, right. really into the vibe. And right. it's, um, that's one of the cooler places to play here. Well, sure. so, so who knows Spokane the best out of all you guys? Who's lived there the longest and knows that place? Probably Kyle. Kyle, he's probably like, Kyle, I'm going to pick on you yeah. for just a second because I have some Hit questions. Me. Hit me. Um, okay, so now I, I've been to Seattle, Washington. I might have drove, drove through Spokane. Tell me the hot clubs out there. And, and uh, are you, do you guys have any uh, expectations of doing some big concerts out that way? Or where do you plan on going here in the near future? That's actually a great question. So um, the hot places, like like Cade was saying, it's the Big Dipper. Okay. Um, we used to have a place uh, called the Pen. Uh, all the local bands made their way through it, and for bands that are trying to make their mark on the local scene, right. the big the Big Dipper is that place. There's the- no doubt about that. Um, <clears throat> Ryan, he's a, a badass dude, and uh, he took over operations there, and he uh, <clears throat> he puts on shows, and that's that's what it's all about. It's an all ages club. So, you know, teenagers can come hang out and we got, you know, <clears throat> dudes who have been coming, you know, to metal shows since the 80s and stuff, spiked vests and shit. Uh, <laughs> and then you have, you know, young cats who are, you know, just hearing bands for the first time and stuff. It's it's a really cool place. So that's the hot place. Uh, in the Spokane. Big Dipper and then the uh, Knitting Factory. Yeah, we also have there's like a you know Jackson Street Bar and a lot of uh, a lot of locals go through there and then uh, cruisers at State Line Idaho, which is literally the state line between Washington and Idaho. Okay, um, a lot of bands go through there too. It's a it's also a fantastic is, joint. Is there a lot of bars, a lot of clubs? A lot of bars, yeah. Um, but as far as like live music venues, there's right. a small handful. And, okay, uh, you know a lot of bands just work their tails off just to get on those stages. That's what and, it's all about. and if you were to go play, uh, let's say a uh, a two thousand seat venue, where would you go? That's the that's Knitting Factory. So Knitting, Knitting Factory. Factory is, uh, yeah. I think it's eighteen hundred cap. Is, okay, is where it's at, and uh, uh, it's tough though because they're the ones who put on nationals. So, and you know how it is nowadays. You know, a lot of bands come through, but they already have tour support. So right. a lot a lot of locals don't necessarily get on. So you have to you got to work your ass off to, uh, to play. And we were, we were fortunate enough to, to play our tails off all through last year and uh, connected ourselves with some of our friends. And we were able to put on uh, the show, uh, the, the metal mayhem and we're doing it again this year. Um, so it's, it's kind of a, a cool thing that we're kind of spearheading uh, getting the knitting factory to, uh, to put on more local talent. It's uh, it's, it's that, really fun. That's very cool. Um, I watched the video um, before we get too far into this podcast show. I want to play that video. Um, you guys, I got the video from Brian this morning. So so I'm going to have you, Kyle, introduce the video. I'm going to play it right now for the audience, if you guys don't mind. Is it okay if I play it? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead, dude. Okay. All right. I'm going to play the video. I want you to announce the video, and then I'm going to go right into it. Go ahead, Kyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your own hell.
And we're back with Kyle of Fate Defined. And we're going to talk about that video was awesome, Kyle. So what went into that? You know, what'd you guys do? Thanks, man. Uh, we uh, we shot that out in Hayden, Idaho. Um, it was a uh, middle of the summer or beginning of the summer. It was 95 degrees in this garage, basically. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, we were like, what, like nine hours out there, eight hours, something like that. Yeah, it was hours. a, it was a full day worth of work. Yeah, a full sure. day. And we were sweating our asses off. Um, it was fun. It was an absolute blast. We're really proud of it. Well, you guys did an awesome job and I like, I like the, uh, there's a little story behind it. Um, yeah. and, and, and I know you could probably tell me what the song is about. So the audience kind of gets it. Go ahead. Oh, sure thing. Um, well, first, uh, thank you, and uh, and credit to our friend Riker Morrow, who uh, who shot and edited everything. That was an okay. uh, absolute, absolute badass video. Um, personally, I like to write things and then let it be interpreted, right? Mm -hmm. um, but from from my place, a uh, lot of anger and aggression in that song. Um, I've. Uh, had a lot of uh, personal encounters with uh, with friends, family, um, partners, whatever you want to say that, uh, you know, you find a, a strong connection with them and then they end up having some narcissistic tendencies and they're just mm -hmm. everything's about them and mm -hmm. they don't care about anybody but themselves. <laughs> and this is this is a big middle finger to those people. And I think it connects with everybody knows somebody like that absolutely i have a couple of friends of mine i'll tell you i just had to just knock them out man i'm like are you kidding me yeah <laughs> so so the song okay and uh, you got your your friend uh who, who do you have chained up there in the middle there you had a friend that's our that's our friend cameron he uh, uh kade's best friend kade's uh, best friend you chained him up oh yeah 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 He's uh he's actually you know become a member of the band uh, in a lot of regards. He's basically like a roadie, right? He rolls with us. He helps sell merch. Um, he that's awesome. Uh, he's just a great dude, and he hangs with us all the time. He's at every show, you know. So he's very uh, cool. So he's become he's become part of the band. He helps you guys out. Oh yeah, that's very cool. Very cool. And Caden, how'd you get him involved with the band? What's going on there? I'm sorry, say it again. How, how did you get uh, your friend involved with the band? There's some noise going on. Who is that? Let's see. Yeah, who is that? <laughs> I'm going to mute somebody here in a minute. Okay, I muted all three of you guys. That must have been Darren. Okay, <laughs> tell me more about your friend. How'd you get How'd you get him involved? Darren's my best friend, man. I've known him okay. since freshman year of high school. He's been around for just about every part of my life, man. Graduation and all that shit, man. We've been together a long time. So I... Um, I got him involved because he did drama for one year in high school and I said, hey man, do you want to come be in a video with me? I have experience doing video too. I used to shoot video in high school. I was all okay. into the video. Okay, so you have a little experience stuff. with so video. Okay. I, and I knew him. He kind of helped me out with some projects too. So I said, hey, come come help me. I need you to be chained up to a chair <laughs> and just have Kyle scream at you. And, and light him on fire, right? Yeah. That must, start, that yeah, must well, hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was post, you know, and actually shoot the damn guy. But, you know, he's uh, he's a trooper, man. He stayed out there all eight hours and he got lit on fire, chained up to a chair for eight hours. Was, I'm so was, glad you guys didn't sweet. really light him on fire, man. I was going, oh, no, please don't. Light I know, him right? <laughs> Just let it be Well, they fake, have that please. fake fire. You can put that fake fire on people. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah. I do it all the time. Light the guy on fire. They're like, no, we don't want to light the guy on fire. Like, whatever. You do it. He would have done it. Damn it. So he, he, in the song, he would be the, the narcissist guy, right? Yeah. He would be yeah. the guy you just want to chain up and burn because he's driving you fucking crazy. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. the idea of burning in your own hell, literally. Burning in your own hell, literally. I love it. Great song, too, man. Um, Thank you. And now, okay, back to the music and the drummer i want to talk a little bit more about that drum beat during the song because uh i'm a drummer and uh i'm a big rush fan by the way Woo. and uh the drum beat you have going on in that song uh, what influenced you first to do it and was it a guitar riff or did you just come up with it all by yourself mute uh oh hang on a second hang on hang on 
I'm going to unmute you because, you know, you were getting in trouble earlier. So hold on a second. Yeah, I was putting time out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. So tell me more about how did you come up with that awesome drum beat? Uh, mostly trying to figure out how the hell to play with that guitar riff. <laughs> it was it was a lot of a lot of trial and error for sure. Because I, I usually, I'm one that just plays. Uh, I try to, I mean, normal dumb drummer joke, but I don't count all the time. I just kind of play. And for the first day, two days to a week, I was like, there's something fucking weird with this guitar riff. Couldn't figure it out. And well, no, no, who kicked up the guitar riff first? Was it Samuel or Dylan? Dylan. So that was me. Yeah. So Dylan, Dylan you're the culprit. Child, you're man. the culprit. Okay. So yeah. 11 years playing guitar, he comes <laughs> up with this crazy guitar riff. Dylan, I mean Dylan, did you did you have that drum beat in mind, or did you did you need I, uh, Dan Daniel on that? So it went differently in my head uh, when I initially when I was initially brought that riff to the guys because um, I, I was just telling Darren, I'm like, dude, be generic, play four four. And uh, he just, he refused. He uh, didn't want to be. <laughs> he know. refused. You mean he just yeah. said, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He told me to go fuck myself and he wanted <laughs> to not, not be generic. Um, so he did his own thing. And I just remember like, especially during the bridge of that song, like I, I just didn't, I didn't know what the drums were going to sound like. And um, I had full faith in him and he absolutely just crushed it. Like, well, you know, so I and, and I know timing. I used to teach drums, actually. So you're going from a four-four timing. Is there a time signature yeah. change on that? Are you flipping yeah. it upside so, down? Tell me so, more about that. Yeah, the clean intro. It starts off with four-four. Right. So da 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 da, and then you kick into that distorted, like almost Ramstein feel. Right. Uh, where he's doing the cymbal play and that kind of stuff. Um, that's still four-four. Okay. But then, the the BPM of the song changes entirely so the beats per minute actually change yes yeah so From it slows intro, down or gets faster it gets faster okay um so yeah we have that little da 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 and then it dum, 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 dum. so it gets faster and he's doing his tom play like is it like a halftime thing or it actually gets faster no it the bpm it the goes BPM from, gets faster yeah I, I, th I think it went from one 100 BPM to 140. I got to go back and listen to that. Because <laughs> I thought it was a cut time thing. I thought it was a half times, you know, cut time. <clears throat> no, but it actually uh, speeds up. Yeah. It actually Pain in the ass to record. <laughs> Kyle's going, God damn it, you guys. Knock that yeah. shit off. I'm getting confused over here. Yeah. But then uh, it goes into this uh, like 9 8 something. Um, so you actually changed the time the whole, signature. Yeah, yeah. The verse is uh, all Holy done. Holy shit, in, man! Yeah, because it flips. Nine, eight timing. Yeah, yeah the, the the upbeat becomes a downbeat. The downbeat becomes the upbeat. It's kind of yeah, it, it's going from nine eight to eleven eight during the verses or some shit like that. I love yeah. that shit, man. I love it then, because uh, it make it makes you listen, especially if you're a musician like I am. I'm listening. I'm going mad. And the fucking triplets he's doing on the bass, the double the double double kick thing, looks like a fucking machine gun. Um, it yeah. hurts my head. It hurt my head trying to figure out how to play that shit. <laughs> well, so is it pretty much, you know, routine now? No big deal. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that we've played it, especially after that music video, having to play it over a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. I want to go. I want to go listen to you guys live. That's bitching. I, I love it. Um, yeah, we definitely play it faster live too, so it, it's even more intense. <laughs> that is bitching. Uh, you, you got pretty lucky, Kyle, finding these guys. Extremely, yeah. Uh, everything that we kind of uh, that we talk about is everything is organic. It just everything yeah. fell into place the way it's supposed to. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing, and we just played your video, and the world got to see it. I don't know, maybe for the first time. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I'm so Hell glad yeah. you guys came down and, yeah. and uh, joined me on this podcast show. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to air this on February 17th at uh, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So let your people know to sit and you know, watch this. Uh, they're going to learn more about you as individuals. They're going to, you know, uh, I think it's good that you guys get out there and talk about, you know, who you are 
you know, and uh, people are going to want to know. So, um, and, um, and after you get your album out and start rolling, well, maybe we'll do another podcast show, see we how things that. are going. You know, that would be fun. And I know Brian's going to load me up with, uh, with quite a few here pretty soon. So uh, I'm really excited to see what he's got next for me. But you guys are amazing, and you got a really huge future ahead of you as a heavy metal rock band. And I, Thanks, I really, I, I wish Thank you guys luck. Yeah, absolutely, man. And thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm glad I got to talk to each one of you guys because I also saw was your picture. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Samuel, you, you're awesome, bro. And you, and by the way, you are the first podcast show where I didn't have to adjust lighting. I didn't have to do anything. You Hell guys, yeah. you guys are already professionals. That's what we strive for. Yeah. So. <laughs> And keep Kate keep Kate under control over there. Impossible. It's an impossible request. Try. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to help us, <laughs> I just want to thank you guys for coming on the show, and we're going to go ahead and wrap up. And I want to thank everybody. Um, how do how do people get in contact with you guys, uh, Kyle? What is the best way for people to reach you? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram. We're uh, we're working on the TikTok thing. Um, but we have a website, uh, www.fatedefined.com. Uh, okay, every, so everything's posted on there, and you can reach out to us via email and everything from there. Okay, so everybody go to www.fatedefined, as it's spelt, .com, and they have everything on there. I checked out their website. Very nice. And go watch that video. Go watch that video. Is that video also on YouTube, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So look, just Google, just Google them. You'll find it. Yeah. We're, right. we're everything. Um, but come out to shows, you know, that's, that's what we really want. Okay. Go watch them live. Are you planning on going on tour here pretty soon? That's the plan. Um, we are, we're working on uh, some tour dates right now. So uh, some things are kind of working between where we're going and when we're going, but we're uh, working on it right now. Okay. Well, let me know because uh, I'll, you know, I'll announce it. Absolutely. We'd love that. Okay, and uh, and even if I'm doing another podcast show, I'll say, oh, by the way, Fate Define is on tour. That's it. Yeah, so, yeah brother. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. all right, you guys have a good night, and thank you so Me much too. for coming on the show. I really, I'm really honored to meet all of you. You guys are yeah, very likewise, talented. Likewise, very talented. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, and, and, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. It's been a pleasure. Good, good luck with your career, guys. And I'll talk appreciate to you. Later. Thank you. Hey, we'll see you. It. Likewise. Right. Good night. Play the fucking song. <laughs>